Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest. This is episode 74. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden, and joining me is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Thank you for calling me a beautiful British boy. I am doing supercalifragilistic today. That's good, I think, right? I hope. Yes. That, okay. Um, we were just discussing how our backs are all in bad shape. How's your back doing, Chris? Uh, not good. Yeah, I tend to arch my back while I'm recording, so... Well, yeah. get that posture up. I'm ready up. for some pain. Everybody, get that posture up. You have to yes. have, sit, sit up straight while listening to the show. Um, what else? Mr. Josh Nichols is joining us as well. I'm glad you're safe and in one piece. Hello, Josh. Yeah, hey, I am glad to be here. <laughs> not dead? At least not... Yeah, whereas the you night be before that, I was Googling how to safely pick up and throw tear, ba- tear gas back. <laughs> you know, oh, so I'm glad fuck. I didn't have to do that. But, you know, you uh, got to Google it. You got to know. God damn it. And today's a very special episode because we have a wonderful guest with us, one of my best friends in the industry, oh. Michael Michael Kazwara. And just so everybody knows, you uh, freelance for IGN and Hollywood Reporter. Hello, Michael. Hi. Thank you for having me on. You, uh, you are, well, I mean, you are one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, we've, we've had some, I'm serious because we would, I mean, always like bounce ideas off of one another. Uh, you worked for IGN and I, you know, I've always sort of admired that and I was like asking you for help and shit. So I think, you know, it's important to have friends like that in the industry to sort of vent to. We vented a lot to each other, right? Oh, that's... (laughs) That's like the foundation of this <laughs> friendship. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and we, so let's see, we met at E3 2019, and that's where we had our yes. big vent vent fest. And you, yes. I somehow convinced you, I don't know how I did this, I convinced you to room with me at PAX earlier this year. <laughs> and uh, scale one to ten, how much did I drive you crazy at PAX? Uh, well, it depends when you ask, but I would say overall, like, uh, can we do... 7.5 out of 10. Is that okay? Oh, wow. That's pretty bad. I, That's on, pretty average, bad. Look, on average. On <laughs> average. There, there, there were good moments, too. <laughs> uh, that, and so PAX, I guess, was the last time. The, that was the last happy moment of all of our lives, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like right after PAX that the shit hit the fan with everything. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. It's actually kind of terrifying how close the whole situation was to us being in this gigantic convention center just crowded and swarming with people yeah um yeah it 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 shouldn't have gone as well as it did i will say that um so uh we are here to talk about some video games and obviously the big the big game we're gonna be spending a lot of time talking about is the last of us part two which we've all played a little bit of and don't worry we're not gonna get into any spoilers or anything like that we're just gonna sort of give our general impressions thus far and keep it spoiler free so you know doesn't ruin it for everybody um we've also been playing some other stuff that we'll jump into as well uh, i've been playing this game called summer in mara which i <laughs> i don't i don't think uh i think chris you played it as well i don't think we... yeah i'm gonna review it uh it's gonna come out later this week as well so that full review is like an active xp kind of thing so okay look out for that but yeah not not, that not too wide about yeah it's no. very repetitive yeah 
Uh, been playing some SpongeBob SquarePants, the new Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated game. Michael, you've been playing the Isle of Armor Pokemon DLC, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. You are the, the you're the Pokemon guy, man. You know your shit with Pokemon. You've done guides about, for Pokemon, and you've been playing it for decades, right? Is that does that make that you would sound be accurate. old? That's accurate. Yes, <laughs> decades. <laughs> That's shit. He's Pokemon. He, you are the Pokemon. Um, if jo- you could be any Pokemon, who would it be? Oh, shoot. Don't ask me that now. Um, <laughs> just pick one. Fuck it. Just the, pick one. That new fuck- one. It's not that new. Wishy-washy. You just, you like gather all these fish and you turn into this gigantic fish and you're like, I don't know how big they are, but they're huge. I, I want to be a whale is what I'm saying. I just want to be a whale. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Josh, <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of Pokemon, Josh, you've been playing Pokemon Smile. Which... Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm the only one. I mean, I thought that he was Mr. Pokemon. How come he's not playing it with or me? Or maybe he did play it. Okay, did yeah. Did you play Pokemon maybe. Smile, Michael? Okay, look, no? I got a lot of thoughts on Pokemon this week, <laughs> and I'm very upset with Pokemon, so I didn't even bother with Smile. Okay. okay. I, uh, if, um, just a shout out. Uh, Grayson Morales actually did a really good article on Pokemon Smile and his impressions of that, so check that out. <laughs> on uh, Twinfinite. Um, Twinfinite. So what else? Uh, uh, by the time you guys hear this, a new Crash Bandicoot game will have been revealed. And of course, the timing of recording, we just, we're going to miss it, you know, uh, for the official news and stuff. But we'll catch it next week uh, for the full details there. Um, there's a new, uh, two new Kingdom Hearts games. So Chris, I'll let you have a yeah. minute. You have a minute. You have okay. 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> sure. Um, Cyberpunk was delayed. A uh, bunch of Pokemon stuff was announced. Michael, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on all that since you're the resident uh, Pokemon guy. And EA Play happened with a pretty lackluster lineup other than a couple yeah. things. So we'll jump into that. And then we've got a listener question to get through as well. Um, other than that, uh, has everybody had a good week? Has everybody been drinking their water, bitch? Yeah, uh, I like the water. The water, just the general water. I so right now I'm I'm rocking this purified stuff, and it's kind of horrifying because there's this. It's I guess based off of the baseball team in my town, and there's a baseball on it, but he's got a mustache, and he looks like what was that show? The um, the the squirrel and the and the the moose. What the hell was that show? Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. The bad guys in that, Boris and Natasha is what their names are. This guy kind of looks like Boris. He's got the mustache. And he looks like he's up to no good. And I'm kind of petrified drinking this. Rocky and Bullwinkle are actually, they, they both share the role, but they're the mayor of Chris's town. Oh, beautiful. I didn't know that. You mean, wait, you mean his Animal Crossing town? Oh, I, I assumed in Canada. I assume that's probably. Oh, you mean his real town? Yeah, I'm guessing. I, Chris, it's Canada. Can you corroborate, can yeah. you corroborate this? Um. Maybe, yes. Uh, they're, they're the leaders of Canada. Um, you have the glorious leader as your uh, president. So Chris threw that back at me so fast. He's like, yeah, let's talk about glorious leaders. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to let everybody know I'm recording in my underwear right now. Ooh. And the reason for that, no, it's not as fun as you would think. I'm oh. painting my bathroom right now. And I have this thing where I, I when I paint a room, I have to be in my underwear because otherwise I get it all over the place. And it got in my hair and I had to do the pineapple thing where I wrap it all up on top. I'm just, I'm a mess right now. Underwear quest episode Uh, 74. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about underwear too, because I've been playing the SpongeBob game. And when you get, when you take damage, you have to 
collect underwear to re- to replenish your health. I really wish we were about to segue into an ad for Underoos, like announcing they're a sponsor <laughs> for us now. That would have been the best segue. <laughs> Um, so yeah, before we get into quick stuff, Michael, thank you again for joining us today. Have you had a good week, Michael? Is everything all right on your end? I'm, I'm finally working again, so it's good. It's Hell good. yes. Hell yes. Um, well, I guess we can do our, our plugs at the end, but yeah, maybe you can tell everybody what you're working on when we get to the end of the show and stuff yes, and just yeah. pl- plug your stuff. Um, so, uh, thank you everybody for joining us today. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you can get podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or, uh, contact us via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. We still have our little challenge for Chris. I think eventually this will happen. Eventually. Uh, maybe in, maybe by the time the PS5 <laughs> rolls around, um, <laughs> where if you can get us to 40 ratings on iTunes, Chris will be forced with a revolver to his head to play Red Dead Redemption 2 for, what did we decide, 20 hours? Is yeah, because we, yeah, yeah, we said the tutorial is like 10, so he's got to play the game too. Yeah. So there's the, <laughs> How so there's horrible. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's worth it though, but like there's it so many systems. To me. It's okay, awful so, to me. So here's the joke. Here's I don't the joke. want to play it. It's fucking boring. Here, yeah, that's the joke, Michael. So we've been, <laughs> uh, okay. Josh and I have been have been begging, pleading with Chris to play Red Dead Redemption Two, and he for some reason doesn't want to. I, don't, I really don't understand. He only likes it. playing bad JRPGs. Yeah. Ooh. Where they wear big shoes. I don't yeah. know. What's up with that? <laughs> and instead of calling something a blade, they call it a Xenoblade. I don't know. Uh, At least they're not a one trick pony like Rockstar. No, that's not true. That's not true. Rockstar has a lot of great games. I honestly, have. too, just just to add to how like why I think my opinion of like Red Dead being good is like kind of got some extra weight to it. I don't like most of the GTAs. I think they're good games. It's just I didn't like them. I've only liked GTA Five, Red Dead Two, and LA Noir from them. The other ones, I just I don't like playing them. But like, I, don't know, I just don't particularly like playing a criminal. That's just me. That's the but okay. that's I think that's the fair. way I think the way he is as a character will change your mind on the trope. Like yeah, and he, that yeah it can he's work. not just he's not just hey you're the bad guy. It's very complicated. He's yeah. the he's the bad guy you kind of root for a little. He's bit. Walter White. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Just the way the cutscenes are made and how slow they are is just incredibly pretentious too. Ah, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> the cutscenes are great because you've got time to beat off to such a great game. Whoa! Oh, whoa! Oh, All right. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Damn. We're never. Michael's never gonna come back on the show again. Come on, Josh. Um, all right. <laughs> scare boy. All right, let's do some quick notes here, and then we'll get into the news proper here. Um, so yeah, by the time you guys hear this episode, uh, a new Crash Bandicoot game will have been announced. Uh, we actually got an email about this uh from jeff Keeley, i guess is that what it was i don't know yeah and it's going to be called crash bandicoot 4 which is kind of strange to me because there already were several nope, no no there weren't there was just crash 3 warped and then we didn't get anything until uh insane trilogy okay so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but the, the, they weren't numbered yeah so so, so, so that they didn't they didn't happen and it's going to be called just in time <laughs> That's, I, li- I kind of like that. Um, Michael, as a big fan of 3D platformers, wh- first of all, what's your take on Crash? Do you like those games? And secondly, w- are you excited for a new one, a Crash 4? Yeah, so, well, I, there's a big difference between a 3D platformer and 
I guess I made this up a 3D platformer collect the thon combo, um, which I don't think this is. This is much more linear, and I'm not right. really into those games as much. But I did play Crash back in the day, and I'm excited about this. I'm just disappointed that it was leaked because this is supposed to be kind oh, of a yeah. big deal, you know? Like they, I remember a few years ago at E3 when they, um, at one of the Sony conferences, they had a pre- they had like the the music turned on, and people thought, oh my gosh. Is this, this is the fourth game, and it was actually the remake, which was still cool, but it was supposed to yeah. be a big deal. So reading about this now, kind of disappointing, but excited. Yeah, but disappointing. That, and but that's just par for the course for E3 week. Well, yeah, or what? I guess what right. would have been E3 week. So you guys can learn more about that. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of presentation or something like that. So we'll talk about that for the next episode. Anyone else have some? Anyone else have thoughts on the new Crash Bandicoot game? I it, guess it looks awesome from the leaked screenshots that were showing off the trailer. Yeah, um, I like the new look for Crash, and uh, it seems like it's a bit more open from what we what we've seen so far. But I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the next story here. This is just a quick one. Um, the Last of Us Part Two is selling very well. Uh, you guys can read the article, but we've got a, a post here from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, this is Christopher Dring. I just want to find. Yeah, I'll just read this opening section here, just so you know, you guys can know what's going on. Uh, quote: Last of Us Part Two uh, has shot to the top of the UK box charts in significant fashion. The action horror game is Sony's fastest-selling release this generation, narrowly beating the opening week of 2016's Uncharted uh, by just over 1%. So the big takeaway with this is, well, obviously it's selling well, but that those leaks had no impact on people buying this game whatsoever. So I think that's an important point to note there. Um... All right, that's pretty much it for quick notes. Um, there's There are some quick announcements as well, but we'll cover that later on because a lot of that stuff is from the EA Play and there's just a couple other things that need a little bit more attention. So we'll jump into that when we get into the news proper. Um, so if you guys are ready, why don't we jump into some news? <laughs> So, Chris, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll be quick. Chris, why don't you? Because here's the deal, I, I, I don't hate Kingdom Hearts. I, I, I don't, I don't hate people who like Kingdom Hearts. It's just hard for me to sound enthusiastic about it because I just don't. It's just not my game, or you know, it's not my deal. So I would much rather, and I think it would be doing, uh, doing it more of a, like, it would be better if you were to cover it. So why don't you take sure. the reins on this one? Uh, so yeah, uh, we're getting a new expansion from Kingdom Hearts Union Cross next week. Uh, uh, actually, this week, uh, as soon as you're listening to this, it'll be out. And it's going to be called Kingdom Hearts Union Dark Road, uh, which covers the story of Xehanort and uh, gives us a bit of backstory. And it's going to be more card-focused. So it's going to be uh, the writer here from Polygon, uh, Petrina uh, Radulovic. I-, I think I butchered her name. Uh, but... It's supposed to be like heavy card playing action, so that sounds pretty fun. But uh, and then the next title that was announced uh, is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which is a rhythm game based on the music of Kingdom Hearts, um, which I which I, I find really cool. I love Yoko Shimomura's soundtracks for each of the games, so it'd be fun just to play uh, this game and uh, go through memory lane with them. 
Um, and that will actually be coming out later this year on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. Fudge yeah. makes the first Kingdom Hearts game on Switch. Uh, but it's not just a rhythm game, though, which is really confusing. It's actually going to feature Kyrie as a central character, and it's going to be like Kingdom Hearts 3 cutscenes within it, so it's going to be look strange with, like, retro, kind of old-school Kingdom Hearts look to it for most of the game, and then you'll see the cutscenes from, like, that will continue the story onward. Um, I actually wrote about this stuff on uh, Switch Watch, and I talked about my frustrations with the series right now with how Union Cross it has so much repetitive gameplay that it's really hard to cap- be caught up on such a heavy dose of lore. And I hate the fact that all that lore is being dumped onto a mobile game. And then others, and then you have to get this rhythm game that some people might not even like <laughs> to mm. continue the story onwards. So it's, it's, very, it's very strange. It's in a weird situation right now. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing at least Melody of Memory. Uh so the card game it, it is that like is there like a card game within the game itself like Gwent from The Witcher or is it like I don't think it's that detailed. I think it'd be more like uh Chain of Memories from uh, the GBA era. Yeah, okay, so. I see. Um, Michael, are you a yes. Kingdom Hearts fan at all? I don't think I don't oh, know that we've no. ever talked about Kingdom no, Hearts. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I actually, so this mobile one, I actually wrote about it a few months ago when it was first announced, or this expansion was announced. And yeah, guys, I needed extra time to just figure out <laughs> what I was writing about. I didn't get it. Like yeah. I had to, at least on a very base level, understand what the story was heading to in this expansion. I just. It was it's too much cool, already. Yeah. yeah, huh? Interesting. Um, it's and, getting too much for me, and I'm a big fan of it. You know, God, <laughs> like, oh. I, I can't even think about what newcomers are thinking. Like, how the fuck do I start playing the series? And should I <laughs> even get I into start? it? Yeah, um, Josh, uh, I, I guess you're uh, you, you've been converted to a Kingdom Hearts fan now. So, do either of these two games interest you? Um, I I think it's. I think I think it's interesting, and I also think it's nice that they're they're giving some, giving Kingdom Hearts fans a, like another game before like a you know a new like full scale you know mainline games available. Um, I'm hoping that the Switch version means that they're gonna port you know the other games to yeah, the Switch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Even if they're not enhanced and they're just like straight ports, like that you know like of the PS2 version, like that that would be fine. You know, like people wouldn't care, and that'd be you know neat. So I, I hope that's what happens from it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be them testing the waters too to see like will this sell. So you, you guys know. can you guys can look forward to those games later. Well, let's see the, the Chris the mobile game or the I'm sorry the card yeah. game. By the time this comes out, uh, Union Dark Road would would be out on Android, Apple, and Amazon devices, and then it's later two thousand this year in two thousand twenty for Melody of Memory. Cool. Um, so earlier this week we also got a Pokemon Direct. Uh, and it was pretty short, like 30 minutes, may- or maybe not even that. Just I don't 10 know. minutes. Yeah, yeah, there really wasn't much there. But one of the highlights of it, uh, aside from the Pokemon Smile game, which is just so ridiculous and over the top, um, is uh, that we're getting a new Pokemon Snap game. Now, it's... Okay, so based on the the, the like logo, it's it looks like it's going to literally be called New Pokemon Snap, which I hope to God it's not actually called, um, because I, that's just like 
bad Nintendo naming. Like, I remember when the new 3DS came out and I worked at GameStop. Oh my god, same. Oh, oh holy fuck. I Do you want, want a new, new one or an old one? They're like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I, want a, I want a new used Nintendo. Oh shit, here we go. Do you want it new or used? What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, here we go. Anyway. Um, so, new Pokemon Snap. It is uh, being developed by Bandai Namco, which is, I think, cool because I mean they worked on Smash a little bit. Or uh, am I mistaken with that, Chris? Yes, they have. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they have a little bit of pedigree there, um, and that, we don't really know a whole lot else about it. But it looks beautiful. Like it looks. It, when you imagine like a next gen Pokemon game, like the RPG series, this is kind of what I imagine it looking like. You know. Yeah, this is what we were expecting with Sword and Shield, kind of. Um, it looks much nicer. Yeah. And um, Bando Namco actually has some history of Pokemon with Pokémon Tournament, type. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the fighting game. Um, and then there was also a, a little bit of a tease at the end where they said uh, that next week, which I guess is this week by the time you guys hear this, um, will be another big announcement or something. A lot of people are thinking it's another let's go but with the what's it called the joe joto yeah so um michael i know you have a lot to say about this um give me all your thoughts on the pokemon direct we got and your your thoughts on pokemon snap and then you said you had some frustration so we can do our airing of grievances right now more venting see this is thank you for being here for this (laughs) um i i actually don't have too many thoughts because i'm just so I'm, I'm very salty right now because <laughs> I I had this I had not had I have currently because it is not done I have this video that I'm working on it's about Pokemon Snap I've been working on it for the last two three weeks uh, plenty of weeks beforehand lots of planning and finally started oh, working no. on it and understand this I finished that video the recording the editing. Every, the voiceover, the audio work, everything I finished Tuesday night, four in the morning. I stayed up. I wanted it done, <laughs> and I finished it. <laughs> Understand that a few a few mere hours later, a new Pokemon <laughs> Snap is announced. Oh. I, what are the odds of something that slim to happen? I mean, they had twenty. They have twenty. 20 years. years. 20 plus. <laughs> more than 20. To announce, to do whatever on any day, except the day after I finish my video. Oh it's really not God. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, I have to go back, and I do have to change it, because a lot of it is focused on, on Pokemon Snap and how it's influenced games in the future in the light of hmm. not having a sequel. So God. a lot of it will have to change, but it's just... When I woke up that morning, and this is also the worst, when you like look at your phone and you have an email, and it spoils something right in the the header. Oh yeah. So it said Pokemon Snap, and I, you know, like I kind of stopped breathing for a few seconds, and then went and looked. <laughs> and, uh, so the, all the other stuff in the Pokemon Presents, I kind of like skimmed through because I did want to watch it. Like it's exciting these Nintendo Directs, Pokemon Present. I was gonna watch it from start to finish. <laughs> I was skipping through. I was like, just get me to the Pokemon Snap. Just let's get it over with. Um, but Holy moly. with that story done, it looks good. I am happy that there's a new Pokemon Snap. Uh, it's. I'm surprised it took until the Switch to get here. Totally Holy shit, been a right? Wii U game like that's yeah, or 3DS. Like I, I don't yeah. know. It, 
Um, so what are your thoughts on the naming convention? Do you think it's going to be called New Pokemon Snap? I think if they showed it off like that, then yes. Yeah, I do think so. Especially because uh... I feel like a lot of games from Nintendo and even in general, a lot of them nowadays are just getting announced kind of later than maybe when they were planning to announce them. And so they're closer to their release. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if... Do we have a release date for Pokemon Snap? No, I don't think so. In Under construction, I think they said. Under construction. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this pretty soon. Probably by the end of the year, I would think. Do really? You think, do you mm-hmm. think it's going to be a budget game? Because... Like for me, like I don't really want to spend sixty bucks or eighty bucks in my country um, to pay for a five to six hour experience. Like, what do you think they'll they're gonna do? Do you think they're just gonna be remake the whole thing? Do you think it's gonna be vastly Im- improved and vastly expanded on? Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking, Michael? Uh, I th- knowing Nintendo, this is full price. I think. Yeah. This is- <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It should be, but it won't be because. I mean, it's Pokemon. Be. It's Pokemon, dude. You could. Yeah. Uh, that's. I, there are a few games or a few franchises that, no matter what they are, you could charge sixty dollars, and people generally will like accept it. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh, any thoughts on the Pokemon Direct and Pokemon Snap and all that? I'm a massive fan of the original Pokemon Snap. I replay it like quite a bit like you know every year or so i'll you know i'll download a rom and replay it and i i bought it in the, like the wii the day it was available like i just i love that game so i'm i'm very excited for this um i had the exact same thoughts with the pricing too like this should be like a 40 dollar game but it's gonna be 60 bucks yep. um and i think it'll come out around the holidays this year i think uh make, yeah that makes sense but i I'm, i mean i'm gonna buy it i mean like, like you just said with you know there's just some games that could charge it this game could be like a hundred dollars and i'd be like i hate myself but i'm buying this game (laughs) Uh, so i'm part of the problem and i apologize yeah and that's the thing i mean there are these games that are just always full price and they rarely go on sale and people still buy them so that's why they're always full price i also uh this is it's almost kind of smart of nintendo too because their sales are so shitty like shitty like it's black friday there's xboxes and playstations for like you know crazy little prices nintendo's over here selling like breath of the wild for like 55 dollars. like <laughs> their sales just suck but because of that i don't usually wait for sales for their games and i usually buy their games day one because yeah. it's like i'm gonna pay this price now or in a year or in two years so i might as well just get it today yeah that's a good point uh, speaking of things you can't get today, or really anytime soon, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Um, its initial uh, release date, or at least its updated release date, was September 17th, which interestingly was the same day Grand Theft Auto V came out in 2013. That that night is burned in my memory. I worked at GameStop for the midnight launch. It was crazy. Anyway. Uh, it is now coming out November 19th for more polish and blah, blah, blah. The same thing, you know, the developers and publishers always say. Uh, what do you guys think of this game here? Because the, I guess the other main point of, of this is that it's, uh, players are now going to be getting free upgrades to the next-gen versions, PS5, Xbox One. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of that. Uh, there was a story I covered recently about FIFA doing the same thing where you get like a free upgrade. Um, so let me toss it over to you, Chris. What do you make of the delay? What do you make of the the free upgrade to next-gen versions? What are your thoughts on this? It's always great to get a free upgrade. 
um, I I think like it's just going to be included in like an update or something on the PS5, right? Rather than uh, and then you just put in your PS4 disc and it will work, you know, just mm. backwards compatibility but with a bit of a boost. Um, but yeah, I I think it was delayed just because of the whole quest system that they were talking about. Like it's super detailed. They want to make sure this game has so much polish. Um, the Witcher Three has. A, incredible amount of polish so I think um, they want to make sure that this game lives up to fans expectations and I'm, I admire them for delaying it uh, hopefully this doesn't mean that it runs like shit on PS4 or Xbox One and they're yeah. trying to tweak mm. it <laughs> but um, yeah like uh, I'm looking forward to the game and uh, I'm looking forward uh, it's actually on the week of my birthday so yay Ooh. hell yeah um, the, the other thing to note is that you know, this doesn't mean that it, that the this doesn't mean that the developers are going to have more free time now, and that they're not going to and that they're not going to be crunching. It's just crunching for another two months. You know, so that's important to note. Um, Michael, uh, yes. I remember you and I at E3 last year uh, went to go see a preview for this behind closed doors. Do you remember did. that? Yes. And. And do you remember when? <laughs> oh no! When I do you remember? I got the they they were giving away jackets, and I <laughs> and I get and I got my jacket, and I think I got it was too big. It was like a yeah, medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and for the rest of the trip, I was like, "How does this jacket look on me?" And you're like, "It's fine." <laughs> it's a, and, and then you're like, "It's a little big," and I'm like, "No, God, why?" <laughs> and I, and I was like, "Do I go back?" Do I just sit? And you're like, don't go. Please don't go back, God. <laughs> um, large jackets aside, <laughs> um, what uh, are you excited for Cyberpunk? And how do you feel about the delay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. And on a personal level, delay it as much as you want. I've been really good about going back to my backlog recently. So, you know, just take your just do whatever you need to do. I'm cool with it. Um that's really my thought. I saw that. It didn't even phase me. It's like, two more months? Yeah. No problem. Yeah, me too. And it comes from your homeland, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. I'm so really excited cool. for all the, like, like in The Witcher or, or... I'm not sure if they do it in The Witcher, but in games developed in Poland, you'll usually have uh, voice actors who speak in Polish in their games, and it's really cool because you totally know what they're saying, and sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Uh, to what's actually happening, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool, mm-hmm. and I hope they do that here. Yeah, too. that's cool. Yeah, I I think I I might have heard you speak Polish, and I was like, fuck, that's awesome. I'm like, you could be calling me a fucking dumb idiot. My mom's a whore. I don't know, but it just sounds awesome. When you, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyhow, um, Josh, what are your thoughts on the delay? I know you're excited for Cyberpunk, of course. Yeah, I felt the same way as, as as Michael. I just am looking forward to playing it, and I've been going through my backlog too, so I don't mind having to wait. I mean, really, uh, I know a lot of people don't like delays because um, you know they're looking forward to it. But look, just know that games are going to get delayed, and don't request work off until it's really close. Because <laughs> I see people oh, like a lot of the time where that's that's the big problem. They're so upset. I don't request work off for a game too often, but when I do, I just do it two weeks before the game's coming out, you know, which is the minimum amount of notice my work needs. Beautiful. Well said. And uh, also, I-, I bet Crystal Dynamics is taking a big sigh of relief because it's Hell about, yeah. Apparently, uh, the Ventures and Cyberpunk were going to release in the same week, and they were like, oh my 
my god, thank you. <laughs> god, and I mean, that game, from what I've seen, doesn't look great. And I mean, it, I think uh, Cyberpunk would have wiped the floor with them. Which is crazy because Avengers is so popular and Cyberpunk is technically a new IP, kind of. I mean, it's based on something else. It's a new game, right? I, it's surprising. Uh, I just remember at, at E3 last year, people's reception to Avengers was just like, Ugh. Doesn't yeah, we've great. seen the Marvel game fall flat before with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think they need to take more warning of that. Uh, but I, I do think once we see the Avengers during that War Table event, I, I think we'll have higher expectations of it. But uh, right now, yeah, nah. I, I, I have this sinking feeling I'm going to be the only one that's defending this game. Everyone <laughs> else is going to hate it. We'll I, I just have that sinking feeling. We'll see what happens. Um, All right, last uh, story here before we take a little break. Um, Let's run through all of the announcements at EA Play. Uh, Wasn't a whole lot there, really, so we don't have to spend too much time here. Um, What we'll do is we'll just go in order of the announcements, and we'll just each give our our quick thoughts. Obviously, some games are bigger than others, so we'll have more to talk about with those. Um, So the show opened up with some new Apex Legends stuff. Uh, the main takeaway for me, at least, is that it's coming to Switch, which I think is awesome because now I'll actually play it. Um, I, th- one of the main reasons I, I haven't played it elsewhere, first of all, my PC sucks, so I can't play it on PC. Um, I could get it on PS4, but it doesn't have a platinum trophy, and that drives me absolutely bonkers that it's a AAA game published by EA, and it doesn't have a platinum trophy. Why, 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 why? So I will now play it on Switch. Um, Chris, I know you've been you know, begging me to play Apex Legends as well. Uh, what did you make of the Apex Legends announcements? Great. I, I love that there's cross-play, so I can play it on PS4 while you're on Switch. You know, oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, I love the constant updates they're putting into the game. Um, and honestly, for me, I think Apex is, is, is a fantastic battle royale that feels different to everything else. Um, it, it feels more like parkour. It feels like more, like, faster pace faster faster pace than uh uh call of duty or uh fortnite so yeah mm-hmm. i think all three of these games like <laughs> fortnite um apex legends and call of duty can all live together right know, and uh they can feel specific niches so um i'm just glad to see apex doing well and uh, i think it deserves the praise it gets mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you on that um any other thoughts on apex michael i don't know if you're an ape apex fan no i just like being an observer it all looks nice i can never <laughs> do battle royales anymore they people are just too good so i like i like what i saw and plus you you wrote Fortnite guides for ign for a really long time yeah. so you're probably a little burned out on <laughs> on battle royale because they have a dead they have a dedicated person there at ign that does Fortnite. like that's all they mm-hmm. do guide wise so um also michael do you remember we met that writer for respawn manny yeah um, yeah i was thinking ha- about him recently actually because yeah he 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 write he wrote for uh apex legends mm-hmm. as well yeah so, anytime i he, see these announcements i kind of i always think back to him what a cool encounter yeah, he, <laughs> he was really cool and he wrote uh i think he was one of the lead writers for jedi fallen order which we'll talk about a little bit later on too mm-hmm. Um, Josh, any thoughts on Apex before we move on? I agree with Chris. I'm, I'm excited to see three very diverse, you know, popular games that are, like, technically the same thing, but, like, you know, they're not. And that's that's exciting because it gives people more ways to experience, you know, the new kind of 
multiplayer phenomenon that's, you know, understandably mm-hmm. very popular, but some people had concessions with, like, the Fort, you know, Fortnite or PUBG, so it's nice to see other, you know, kinds of ways to do that pop up. And I think this is going to do very well on the Switch um, for that reason, uh, just it being so different, but also that crossplay is going to be great, and a lot of people oh, yeah. are going to start playing if they've got PS4 and Xbox friends that have been urging them to play with them and they didn't want to buy another console, you know, they'll start playing now. Yeah, I think this is the final step for F1 to have cross-play in their games from now from now on, you know? So Yeah, uh, I think this is a very this is big, a big deal. game to do it, too. Yeah, yeah this and Fortnite expected. are going to be very... Uh, Rainbow Six has cross-play, too, on Xbox and PS4, and that's, you know, I, I think it's great. I think these Battle Royale games have done that, Chris, and it's super great. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, we just got the announcement that a lot of uh, EA games are coming to Steam, which I didn't really understand why that was a big deal. Maybe I'm missing It's because Origin sucks. No one likes using Origin. Right. And, like, people that are PC only have no choice but to use, you know, the other client. Yeah. Client. So uh, The Sims 4, Dead Space 3, uh, Titanfall 2, A Way Out, Unravel 2, Apex Legends, FIFA 20, and Battlefield 5 are all coming to Steam. Uh, Michael, were you about to say something? Sorry. Uh, yeah, no problem. I. So, yeah, it, for me, I guess it's not a big deal anymore because these games have been out and the ones I wanted to play already played. But I mean, there was a time where all the games were on Steam and then suddenly just just gone. It went to Origin and it was over. And people were pissed. Mm-hmm. I was slightly one of them kind of a dumb thing to be pissed about (laughs) but hey it happens and so this is kind of a big deal that it's all coming back after what like seven years eight years something like that oh interesting so I I could see this being newsworthy and it just happened so suddenly too yeah it's all like you know available now kind of a thing but you know the reason why they gotta get that EA access money man they gotta get it and it's coming out in August yeah Uh, and that's gonna be through Steam as well yeah Yep. Um, so next up, uh, the new Hazelight game got announced, uh, courtesy of Joseph Ferris, which is a he's a very outspoken individual in the industry. Um, it's <laughs> you know it's, you know it's so funny. I was at that PSX when he was saying "fuck the Oscars" and shit. He was like right in front of me yelling. It was awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> their game is uh, the game is called It Takes Two. And it's like a it's a co-op game similar to the previous two games, uh, Brothers and uh, A Way Out. And it it's a it's apparently supposed to be about like the divorce of a parent of the, of the main character's parents, which seems like a really deep sort of concept there. Uh, really interesting art style. I guess it's a platformer a little bit too. Um, I don't know. I didn't really get. There wasn't a whole lot there to take in. Did you guys? Have any other thoughts on It Takes Two? Uh, I, I like The Way Out a lot, so I'm excited for this, just based on that. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. And A Way Out was really interesting in that you had to play at co-op. Like, there was no, you know, AI or anything you could play with. So that was kind of interesting. And it- this this game will focus on emotional storytelling, and uh, he's going to blend gameplay and the story together in a unique way i think that's what he mentions so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to seeing this and i love the art so far that they've released for it yeah that's the one thing i noticed too uh josh any thoughts before we move on uh i like that he's keeping that kind of very tiny but really interesting genre alive because i like you know it's it's a it's a it's a really cool mechanic you can do a lot of cool things with having that you know Mm -hmm. kind of relationship between two characters in the game and outside the game 
Yeah. Um, so let me uh, breeze through these next two here, unless you guys have anything major Dude, to say about I'm them. I'm so excited for the next one. Okay, Lost and Random, did you want to talk about this? Oh, my I, God, yeah. Because I so, had no thoughts whatsoever on this. So, yeah, give us your thoughts. Yeah, so Zoink Games, uh, I think they worked on a few uh, point-and-click kind of adventures. They've kind of stepped up with this game, and it's called Lost in Random. It, it's like a third-person action game slash platformer, and it has this Tim Burton kind of look to it, which I really love, like that Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline kind of look. Uh, that and like is it has that kind of like a look too so i'm super excited to see where this goes and uh, i think this looks super fun yeah it definitely looks like a chris game like when i saw oh this, yeah i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah chris is gonna be totally you do that close. too there's sometimes i'll see a game and i'll be like oh i'm happy chris is probably freaking the fuck out right now you did that with me with <laughs> that with that rhythm shooter metal game the i forget what it's called now but the the one that's like doom house but, singer yeah 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 the one that, I, that was announced through ign yeah that uh, that's definitely a me game. Um, any other thoughts on Lost and Random? I, like I said, it looks cool. I just couldn't really get much of a read on it. So, no? Okay. I, I, okay. <laughs> Rocket Arena, again, just seems like a generic third-person shooter. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris. Okay, all right. Lay it on me then, Chris. This looks super fun, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Rocket gameplay plays out. And I love that Overwatch kind of, like, colorful look. I always love that kind of graphic style. So I'm all in. I'm, yeah. I'm all in for next month. And this is... So it's like a competitive third-person shooter, I guess in the vein of Quake 3 Arena, kind of. But um, they have their own abilities as well, each of the characters. Right, so it's like a hero shooter kind of as well, yeah. Um, it'll be out July 14th. Um, just PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No Switch version, unfortunately. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. No Switch version no, on that? No Switch version, which I find a bit confusing too. Yeah. Uh, but crossplay. Crossplay, that's good. Yeah, see, you're right. It's going to start being a thing, more consistent. We're going to start seeing that. Um, Michael, any thoughts on Rocket Arena? Uh, similar thoughts as well. Like it just looks fun. I don't know. Like I'm, it makes me think of Fortnite because you get the rockets oh, no. there, and it's oh no. When you I get a rocket, it. it's like it's fun, <laughs> and like this is all focused on rockets. But who doesn't want that? Like that's yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Josh, any other thoughts? Uh, the on graphics rockets? look like the Fortnite Twisted Metal PlayStation game. Yes, that's what I was thinking. What the hell is that game called? Uh, Something all stars. Destruction. It's a generic shooting yeah, game. That's what oh. I thought. Josh and I are in the same boat there. Also, how dare you on that as well? <laughs> um, the next one, this is one that I, <laughs> I'm i really pumped about. Uh, Star Wars Squadron. Oh, dude, yeah, me too. This, yeah. Is this looks so, so good. fucking awesome. So first of all, there's going to be a single-player story mode with this where you play as, you know, on the dark side and, uh, you know, what... Uh, you play the, and the rebels, know. yeah, yeah, exactly, and so and you get to switch between them from from both perspectives, which is fucking so cool. Um, and then there's an online mode, uh, you know, competitive, and it's fully playable in VR, which is amazing. Like, I'm gonna, I, this is gonna be like a game that I spend a lot of time with. I'm so pumped about this. Um, Josh, I and know you were. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. You can go ahead. It has crossplay. It, it has crossplay. No switch which version. Which is though. which is awesome for <laughs> VR. Uh, because it's hard to find players in VR games, so now that you have like this huge player pool, you can play with now. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, you seemed really excited about this one. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, did I hear you say there's a VR mode for this game? Yeah, it's fully yes. playable in PSVR. Oh my god, and, and I cannot PC. wait. Yeah. yeah, oh man, it looks so cool. And it, I, I guess like, there was this, okay, so I guess there was this VR game, a Star Wars VR game back when the headset first launched, but it was a really short experience. So this is, I guess, that just fully realized, you know? There was like a Rogue One mission in for Battlefront Two, but something. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played that. But um, yeah, this is like the first time we've had like a dedicated Star Wars. I know it's not VR only, but like I mean, this is for me. This is like Tetris Effect. Like, why would right. you not play this in VR? Or like, or like Resident Evil Seven or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, we're also getting Vader Immortals, so we're getting double so double excited dose for that. of Star Wars. Yeah, PlayStation VR. Yeah. And then pretty soon, I'm hoping Sony announces that Valve is putting Half-Life on the PSVR and the PS5, because that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, Michael, I don't know if we've ever talked about Star Wars either. Are you excited about Star Wars uh, Squadrons? Mm, not necessarily, actually. <laughs> I kind of I kind of saw it, said, okay, that looks great. It looks great, but I don't know. I I don't have any strong opinions. Do you know what Star Wars this. is? <laughs> God. Have, I know so, a Star War when I see I'm one. just teasing. <laughs> um, uh, so it, you you told me you liked Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Oh, no, like I have no problem with like the Star Wars series. It's just this particular one just mm-hmm. looks great, but nothing's pulling it, pulling at it, uh, or pulling me towards it in any particular way. Do you so, have a VR headset? I do not. No. Huh. I wonder if that would change your mind if you could play this in VR because this is definitely like a that would look bananas like, and that would probably you'd probably puke yeah, probably <laughs> okay fair enough I, see that's the thing for me like if this were just on its own I'd still be excited for it but the fact that it's in VR I'm like oh man I'm so in like totally I'm gonna play the whole thing in VR only and uh, uh, it also has that 5v5 element with different classes for different roles so that, that, that it's not just uh, flying spaceships uh, with Star Wars kind of like um, pushing the brand and pushing the game just to get it's not just a cash cow basically right um, alright let's let's breeze through these next few and then we'll uh, take a little break um, more Madden and FIFA not too much else to talk about there uh, so there was a little like sizzle reel or whatever where they showed um you know, a couple of next-gen games, but they didn't, like, name them or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess teased Criterion's new Need for Speed game. Uh, DICE said uh, their new Battlefield game would be would be capable of, quote, epic battles at a scale and fidelity unlike anything you've experienced before. So lots of PR words there. Uh, Dragon Age and Bioware. But it, I don't know, like, did any of you guys see anything noteworthy there? I mean, it looked cool in the sizzle reel i just don't know what i was looking at so it's yeah hard to, same we're sort of grasping at straws here looks absolutely stunning though like, whatever it, it was like, yeah. yeah yeah um so ea motive is working on something new um there's a third a game that has third person platforming and jet uh, a jetpack and telekinesis so don't really know what all that's about, but it sounds interesting. And then the show ended with the reveal of a new Skate game. And a lot of people are assuming it's Skate 4, but they didn't actually say Skate 4. And they didn't actually have anything to show. It was just, uh, I guess, two of the people involved with the previous Skate games. I, I didn't recognize them. Um, 
a lot of people did though uh and and they were talking about you know how there's a new skate coming out i actually really like the skate game so this is exciting uh but no no date no timeline they mentioned that it was early in development so i don't know when we're gonna get to see any of that uh chris what what uh, what were your thoughts on the announcement of a new skate game I haven't really played the previous games before, but I'm, I'm excited to check them out. I'm, I'm also excited to, to see people stop spamming Skate 4 in the chat. <laughs> yeah. It's basically... Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of like um, the difference between Need for Speed and Forza, or Need for Speed and yeah. Gran Turismo, versus Tony Hawk and, and Skate. So, like, Tony Hawk is, like, arcade super just fun and unrealistic, versus... Skate, which is like a sim game. Um, Michael, any thoughts on the new announcement of a skate game? I, I don't want to be a party pooper, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's, that's great, and I'm really glad for the people that are, like, really into skate, which is apparently a lot of people. And I yeah, feel like right? this is, like, the bandwagon thing to be excited about. Like, I'm not saying don't be excited for games, but... Like, since when did all these people just were? How many people were dying for skate that I just wasn't aware of? No, dude. Enough to make Chris mad on the chat. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I think happened is that PewDiePie did a video on it like a few years after it came out. Okay. And then people were just craving for a new skate game. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good to sort of go up against Tony Hawk because we're probably going to get a new Tony Hawk game. I mean, after the the remake of one and two, you know, because mm-hmm. that's probably going to sell like crazy. And so, yeah, I think timing, uh, I, well, I don't know if timing them around uh, each other for launch is a good idea, but maybe around the same time um, might be a good idea. I don't know. At um, the very least, it will uh, give Activision incentive to realize how profitable Tony Hawk could be if they actually try instead of, you know, <laughs> the new Tony Hawk that came out a few, you know, recently. Yeah, that was rough. Um, so the biggest takeaways for me were no uh, Dead Space, which I'm kind of like at this point. I'm just, sorry, Joseph. I know it's that's that's fine. I cried a little bit, uh, and no Mass Effect trilogy, which is still apparently coming out this year, according to Jeff Grubb over at Venture Beat. I don't know why he has all this insider information, but he does. Uh, um, he said it's I still think, coming out this year. I think it would have been announced during like a Nintendo Direct, but because it was all delayed and Nintendo is mm. kind of in a rough spot right now, that it, it, that announcement isn't coming as soon as we thought it would be. I <laughs> wish Nintendo knew how to use the internet, because then we probably would not have all this stuff delayed from them. Holy <laughs> moly. They're using the Switch Online app, I think, to communicate, and it's just caused all <laughs> kinds of problems. Um, so uh, what were your guys' overall thoughts with EA Play? I thought it was pretty lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, I was for me it was like a 3 out of 5. It was it was fine. There was a couple of good announcements, but nothing too huge. They were all just kind of, you know, mid-tier announcements that no, there was nothing that really held it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Michael felt like there was a lot of fluff that didn't need to be there. I mean, everything that they brought up was new in some way, but can you imagine if it just was cut down? Right. Just, cons- just nice and boom 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 boom. It still wouldn't be yeah. that much, I don't think, but it's it would have been less of a I want to say waste of time, but a little bit. It was, I, I was kind of just could have been more concise. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, this actually made me worry for the PS5 and Xbox Series X 
just because like there's going to be such a huge gap between releases because uh, if every company is acting like EA and they're trying to figure out like the next game and the next like graphical engines <laughs> we might see quite a bit of a gap um, between the release of the PS5 and the, the AAA games we're used to seeing every year. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe yeah. there was there were any games that might be saved for like the Xbox showcase or whatever? I guess PlayStation or Gamescom, theirs, yeah. but or for Gamescom, yeah. Well, I don't think Gamescom. Oh yeah, it's like the digital version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that could be. And I think that's a great point, Michael. That maybe some uh, some stuff might be shown off at Xbox's event. Um, you, you have to remember too, EA is like does have a reputation for like not having a whole lot of marketing uh like a, a, a like a marketing cycle in terms of time like last year need for, need for speed heat was announced in like august and came out in november or something you know like so that's they, the reason dead space wasn't successful is because they didn't market it correctly you know like they're so bad at marketing i wish that they were not bad at it because <laughs> we would have dead space four and five and six right now and they'd all be on switch yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I wasn't too impressed by this, but it is cool we're getting a new skate, and I'm still crossing my fingers for Mass Effect on Switch. Those indie games and squadrons look fantastic. Yes. Too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm I, with you. I was I was really excited by that, and that's yeah. what made the conference for me. But I can see others thinking, "Oh my god, this is such a shit show." It just could have <laughs> been a six out of five if they popped a Dead Space four in there. <laughs> a six out of five. Hey, hey, guys! We're just going to show you a logo. We're going to show you the developer, and then just announce the game. That, that's, that's fine. That's what you want to see? That's fine. Right? That's literally fine. <laughs> um, all right. So let's take a little break here. We'll answer a listener question, and then we'll dive into some talk of The Last of Us Part Two. So we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, We do have a listener question to answer here, and then we'll jump into what we've been playing. Uh, Remember, you guys can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com, or every Wednesday we put up our Twitter thread where you guys can ask your uh, game-related questions or not game-related questions. You can ask us what our favorite – what what – what our favorite, I don't know, what, what sauce we like for chicken wings. Yeah, something like that. Chris, what did you say? Fast food restaurant. Fast food restaurant, yeah, something like Although right now we should, be very, we should be limiting the amount of fast food restaurants we visit, but that's a whole topic for another time. If you are going to go out, wear your goddamn masks. For the love of Christ, wear your mask. Anyway, <laughs> anyway before I get mad here, um, we've got a question from Zach LaRoque Walker. They ask, what will Microsoft show at their upcoming show? Who has a price first? Which system will be more affordable? When does Switch get a patented Nintendo quasi-upgrade? Okay, so a lot of questions here. Um, my big thought for Microsoft's show is, a. first of all, I hope we'll see at least the start of what the initiative is working on, whatever that is, because that's supposed to be their huge marquee title. Um, secondly, I'm praying, praying, praying we see Fable 4 or whatever it's going to be called, Fable Reboot. Um, maybe New Forza. Fable Rehydrated. Fable Rehydrated, sure. Um, and and maybe like a launch lineup for Series X, whatever that may be. Uh, lots of variety in their games, their shooter, their you know action game, whatever the case might be. Um, 
maybe this is like pie in the sky probably not going to happen but maybe we'll see the return of scalebound question mark maybe no okay that game's dead fuck you chris (laughs) Uh, who has a price first i think microsoft will come out with a price first and it's going to be attractive i think people are going to like their price i'm you know whatever 399 or whatever well god that's i think the discless model will be 399 for sure yeah and i think i think the other one is going to be uh uh 500 i almost said 400 that'd be fucking dumb um dollar disk drive um, and then I think that they're going to use that to say that the, mo- the most powerful console is the most affordable is console. Is the most affordable. Yep. yep That's yep, what they're yep, going to yep. do. Yep. I'm totally with you on that. And then when will Switch get a quasi-update? I-, I think this holiday. I think. I do too. Yeah. I wish they'd stop saying they're not doing it. Like, you're going to do it. You guys do it for every handheld. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's stop. the thing. Every stop single, denying it. Every single handheld, they've had a, a, an upgraded version. So, yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, you want to run down these questions here? Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on some of these questions. What yeah. what will they what will they show? Who has a price first? Which system will be more affordable? And when does the Switch get an up an, a quasi upgrade? Sure. Yeah. So what will they show? I am expecting them to follow up on what I think has been years of forming new studios or picking up other studios, bringing them under their wing, and to really really show like what that whole deal was about for this next next generation basically so big focus on that and i do think kind of the high point of the show the way they end it is with a price i don't think i don't think we're going to get a, another sony where we get a bunch of games and then nothing for price i right. think it's it's time uh, I, for a moment, I was wondering, like, maybe they're just waiting to see. They're both waiting for the other one to to say something first. Uh, but I think that's what's happening. I think I just I, I agree. I think you're right. Xbox will be the one to just yeah. do it. Yeah, I think they'll come out first. Um, what 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 do you think in terms of price, though, Michael? I know in terms of the PlayStation's price, I was thinking the forty fifty five hundred split, mm-hmm. and I I don't I. I I don't know with Xbox. I just if I go lower, I think that's too low. If I go higher, I think that's too high. And then that <laughs> same price point, I guess the same price point. I, I don't know. I don't like doing this. Don't put me on. This. <laughs> I want Phil Spencer to walk out and say two ninety nine and walk away. Oh, holy that's fuck. what I want. Because that'd no, be so funny. There's no way. No way. I no. I think that's a possibility, honestly. Because they're they have the money. Like they, they now, and Microsoft has money to burn. So if they really want to make a dent on PlayStation's <laughs> big kind of um, sales of the PS4 and how much of an advantage they have, that would be a big way for Xbox to get more people back to their platform. But God, Just to add to what I said, too, if that happened, it would be the cheap discless one. It wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be the minimum. That would be the minimum. Man, price, they would be I could, eating, it could happen. They would be eating so much shit on that. I mean, you have to assume these systems... I know we're getting, like, way too into the weeds with this, but you gotta. You have to assume these new systems cost... They're maybe... Maybe going to be making 15 20 maybe 30 maybe $50 on them. Probably not yeah, they're that gonna much. Make a, they're going to take a loss, for sure. Yeah, I, I just don't see how you can eat that much shit on a console like this this is do or die for microsoft though they've lost so much ground this generation that they have to compete as aggressively as possible Mm -hmm. so that combined with the entire reason 
that Microsoft uh, greenlit the Xbox when Seamus was wanting to do that. The entire reason they finally said, fuck it, go, is Sony started using more computer terminology and talking about computer, computer, and taking over the living room and bringing the computer into the living room uh, around the PS1 uh, leading, you know, like before the PS2. And what that's what prompted Microsoft to say, we need to get into this race too because they're coming into our area now. Because that was when Microsoft wasn't doing games, but they were doing user experience and they were doing software. You know what I mean? So that's... Yeah. They need to maintain this spot because it, it threatens their, like, territory. Yeah, but two, I'm just thinking about a 299 price point. Like, that's not just a dent for the star or the launch. Like, you set it there and you can't just make it more expensive next year or something. <laughs> like, that's going to be yeah. a generation. And these generations are long. What is it, seven, eight years now with this current one? Right. That's a long yeah. time to put a, to start so low with the expectation of going lower at some point. But, like... Chris said, "Game Pass, you know, I, gold." I, I don't, but I just don't know how. I don't know how Game Pass is profitable. I don't understand. I want to know the numbers behind Game Pass. To I do too, because it just do does too. not make sense to me how that's profitable for them. I guess if enough people get it, maybe, but I just don't know that that's the case right now. I also think that's that one of the biggest issues that Xbox had last generation is it was at four ninety nine, while PS four was at three ninety nine. So I think Xbox really wants to make sure they're the cheaper console uh, for people to get. Yeah. Um, because during Christmas or uh, Black Friday, they're going to look at both the consoles and they're going to like the, the parents or um, the family members or people that casually game are going to look at that price tag and they they're going to be like. Oh, I'll just get the Xbox then because it's for cheap. some people this is just a I'll pl- I play games sometimes or an Apex Rainbow Six Fortnite box. Like they're they're not going to be pl- they're not as worried about exclusives or like differences in the systems. They're just looking like Chris said the cheapest game box that's new. And now it's going to be cross play. I don't think it's going to be a big issue, right? Uh, for people to play together. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, for for the games, I think will be shown at the show. Um, I think they'll double down on the rare properties they have because they don't have as many properties of their own Microsoft, right? So I think, I honestly think we'll see a new Banjo-Kazooie at some point. I think this could be a good time for them to do that. Um, So I think that'd be a huge family title that would make a big impact on uh, nostalgic kind of gamers from the N64 era. Mm -hmm. And I also think they're going to bundle a year of Game Pass with the system and I think they're I think the reason I think that besides them just pushing that is they recently announced that next gen the way that bundled codes are going to be is they're tied to the system which some people are freaking out about you sign into the system it asks if you want to claim it if you don't want to use it with that gamer tag you could sign in with a different one but the reason they're doing that is so the codes can't be resold which doesn't really hurt anybody if you're only buying the system if you're not buying a system you're not going to buy a system with a game you don't want you know what I mean so and then um before we move on here, uh, Michael, when do you think we'll get a Switch upgrade? Oh, um... If at all. If at all. I think... I think yes, but not not this year. I don't think they need okay. to. I don't think it's... Okay. I don't think the demand is really... I feel like they usually do an upgrade when things start to slow down. This is just me speculating. I'm That's not a good point, stats, yeah. But... Do, you, do you think they put an upgrade out just so... They can keep getting the multi-platform releases because the PS5 and the Switch are gonna, oh, the Xbox Series X and the Switch. Gonna, there's gonna be such a generational leap that uh, mm-hmm. developers can't 
sustain like that much backtracking on yeah. with their development cycle. That's what I think. That, that's why I think this year, you know. Mm. So that when you say thought. upgrade, what do you mean exactly? Like power, power wise? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like huh. kind of like the the new 3ds. The new 3ds, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or the Game Boy Advance SP, or the or like the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Right. You know. Do you have any? Is no, that is I, that what you were thinking? That's not what I was thinking, but I don't think that really changes my mind. All that okay. Much. Oh, you were thinking we meant like new system, like not entirely. New system, but more like. Here's your DS and your DS Lite, which is the same oh. thing, except this one's oh, brighter. Oh, no, 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 I mean, like, an upgraded system that can run games better than the current Switch can. Got it. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I just played The Outer Worlds on Switch, and it looks like butt. Like, seriously, like, I'm not a texture guy, I'm not a frame rate guy, and it and I can tell that it's, like, it looks and runs pretty badly. And there's a lot of games like that. So that that's sort of my thinking, and, and that's a current-gen game. What is a next-gen game going to look like on Switch? You probably you probably can't do it at all. So that that's sort of my thinking. It's, just, it's just a risky thing if they do it like the what the new, new Nintendo 3DS, whatever that stupid name is. If they do it like that where some games are just exclusive to that, then yeah, that's big bad. problem. I, I don't know how they would do it. Yeah, you're right. It's It's tough. Um, okay, so let's move on to what we've been playing. There's a lot to get through here, so let's go quickly through a lot of these games so we can have a lot to talk about, or we have more time to talk about The Last of Us Part Two because that's a game I think we all should dive into here. Um, so, Chris, let me throw it over to you. It doesn't seem like you've been playing a whole lot else uh, other than The Last of Us. Uh, so talk to us about what you've been playing, Chris. Yeah, so I've played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on PC, uh, I just got a new new PC uh, this week, and oh my god, guys, I I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, the graphical quality uh, of Jedi Fallen Order is stunning. And it's great. Like you could you could definitely see the difference between PS4 and current PCs now. Um, I've got like I'm on more of the budget end of a gaming laptop, but still I can see that huge difference. So it just makes me even more excited for the next generation games. Yeah, it's uh, what do you think of the game though? Uh, quality of of visuals aside, um, I'm warming more to it actually. This is my second time trying to play it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I think the platforming is solid. Uh, I do think the combat is is quite great. I, I actually, for my first playthrough, I forgot there was a block button. So <laughs> that, uh, now, now that I know there's a block button, you're not dying every five seconds. Being, yeah, it's, it's it's much better. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah it's it just it's, just the visuals, like mainly, are the biggest factor for me right now. And like. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really, really enjoy that game. I would love to play it on a high-end PC just to get those, uh, get more enjoyment out of the visuals. Um, Josh, uh, oh, and you've been playing Last of Us, Chris, but like I said, we'll talk about that later. Um, Josh, talk to us about what you've been playing. Skip Last of Us for right now so we can talk about that at the end. Okay. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Smile. Uh, my quick and short on that is I have ADHD, and so I'm not bored when I brush my teeth now. <laughs> I usually am just like this is taking forever. This is taking forever. That like just it's just like this is oh my god I can't. I, I, yeah. So that's kind of fun because it's something to look at. I get to wear cool hats and I get to catch cute Pokemon while you um, brush your teeth. Yeah, like it's and I also and to anybody like trying to knock it, Andrew Reiner tweeted out that his daughter 
was disappointed she didn't do better brushing her teeth and wanted to do it again right away when she didn't get the Pokemon. Hell yeah. And you can't do it until later. It's got a timer. Uh, otherwise, everybody would have every Pokemon and their gums would be bleeding all the time. So Jesus it's smart in Nintendo. So no one would have any teeth. They'd just be brushing nubs. Anyway, uh. um, I'm also playing Days Gone and Bioshock 2. I'll talk about those next week. But uh, I'm enjoying Bioshock 2, obviously, because it's the best Bioshock. Oh, and uh, shit. Days Gone, um, I'm, it, it's, it's, all I'll say about that right now is it's a game with a lot of systems and mechanics. And it's like it's very video gamey. Yep. And I think that complements very well with uh, story-heavy games. And so it, it feels good because I know what to expect. And I know how it just, I don't know, it, it's comfortable to play. Yeah, it's like a Far Cry or Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed in that you go around and, you know, do all the checkboxes and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool. I, I actually, I really, I think I talked about this before. I love the performances in that game. I think the acting. Yeah, very good. It's awesome, yeah. And Josh, I promise I will play Bioshock 2. I will play it. I will I will play it before the summer is over. How about that? That, that makes me very happy. Because I've never you gotta played play it. the DLC too. Okay, I've never played it before. So, uh, Michael, let me throw yes. it over to you. You've been playing Pokemon Isle of Armor DLC, so this is the expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Talk to us about that. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's kind of boring. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> it's it's pretty mediocre, but. Uh, I am playing it because I'm doing a guide on it. I wasn't really planning to play it before. But since it's for work, uh, I've been storming through it and writing a walkthrough of it. And it's, I don't know, if you've played Pokemon, you know that it's not very... Pokemon games, their stories are very, like... Like, they're not... I don't want to say that they're for kids, but they're very, like, low-level, very simple, very straightforward... We can only beat the boss yeah. if we're together. Like I'm like the best Pokemon master. That kind of stuff. And <laughs> one day I hope to be as good as you. <laughs> but th- there is one thing I noticed. Yeah. Um, Honey has a sugar daddy called Mustard. Uh, I hate. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you just said yeah, within the context means, of okay. the game, but all of that is absolutely just horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, but. <laughs> Uh, but Michael, give, so like what? I don't know what this is even. Like this DLC, what does it have? What does it add? Sure. What are the so differences? If you've played the other, the actual game, you're on this new region, nice, big, cool, whatever. This DLC takes place on a, a little island off to the side. There are a hundred returning new Pokemon, which was, if you remember, a whole big fiasco. So they brought hundred more in which is great and awesome, and that's kind of the highlight of the DLC. And they added another legendary, or two legendaries, I think. I'm not done with it. It's just, it's more Pokemon catching. It's more Pokemon battling. There's nothing revolutionary here. It's it's just more Pokemon, the same stuff you've been doing, uh, what you did last year, so, eh. And I, I've heard that Kubfu, that new legendary, they have two different types, right? Yes. So it's like water or dark. How how do you decide that? Does it give you the option? So actually, I just did that. You finally get that Pokemon Kubfu, you're gifted it. And then you have to go to one of two towers, the Tower of Waters or the Tower of Darkness. And you battle through them. And you can only pick one. Once you complete one, you, you evolve your Pokemon there. It either becomes a fighting water type or a fighting dark type. And once you do that, it's done. The other tower's closed. It's over. You made your choice. It's final. <laughs> Life's over. Uh, Life's over. <laughs> but yeah, that's how it works. Interesting. 
Interesting. And uh, so it adds 100 more Pokemon. Anything else? Like story? Does it continue the story or uh, anything like no, that? No, it like, takes place in the middle of the story. It's so a non-factor. It's just text hmm. you have to press A through. Okay. So. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. So it doesn't sound like it's too substantial there other than getting those extra Pokemon. How much? What's the price point on it? I don't remember. I know if I think you it's like buy both. 20? I think it's... I think it was 30. Oh, 30? 30. Huh. Do you think... This part now and then the other part later this year. Gotcha. Do you think so far it seems like the... Because Nintendo's traditionally been pretty good, I think, with their pricing for DLC. Do you think this is more of that or is this a departure? I think this is on point. I think this is pretty okay. expected. Uh, like I said, the 100 Pokemon alone, that's probably why people are getting this. And I think it's worth it. For that. So the, the lack of story or it being like it was written by a nine-year-old isn't really a problem? <laughs> it's God not. Well, it. you played the other games knowing that that's how it is, and you don't really True. Care. Okay. You're there for the yeah. Pokemon. So it's not really a, a negative. It's just like, okay, it's Pokemon it's story. It's something you have to get through, basically. Okay. But also, uh, do you think this expansion pass content is going to distract them from making a new Pokemon game this year? Or do you think uh, that new Pokemon game is coming out next year because of this? Is in terms of, because I think that like Let's Go stuff, I think that's its own separate thing, and I think that will have a sequel or whatever. But I think these <laughs> two DLC packs or whatever you want to call them, I think they are a replacement for the the usual add-on game that we see, like Pokemon Platinum, Crystal and Yellow, a, uh, right? That you know the second version that has added stuff. I think this is the replacement. This is so much better because this is actually new content. I would much prefer this than, like, what was it, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Oh, yeah, where it's, like, basically the same game. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, I might check it out, because I actually really like Sword and Shield, so it might be worth looking into, at least for the 100 Pokemon. Um, All right, let me run through what I've been playing, and then we'll jump into Last of Us discussion. So uh, I've been playing uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered. We got a code for that for switch uh it's great it's more burnout uh that soundtrack is really funny i love how it opens up with guns and roses the paradise city song and i'm just like oh (laughs) here we fucking go um it control the controls are kind of weird i spent like five minutes in the controls like messing with it trying to get it to to feel right i still don't think i figured it out yet i don't know if it's me if i've gotten old and i forgot how to play video games or if they changed it or what but that was sort of my only critique. The other thing, I didn't realize this, this game is $50 on the Switch. That's which is insane. Absolutely That's... bonkers. You can get it for like, I, I think I have it on PS4. I got it for like $8. It goes, yeah, I was going to say, it goes on sale all the time for like five or six bucks on Xbox Fucking and PlayStation. crazy, man. Uh, aside from that, I get, I mean, uh, I, I don't know that I can recommend this at $50. It comes with all the DLC, which is cool. And thankfully, we got a code sent over uh, for this. But holy moly, I just don't know that I would pay that much. Fifty dollars. How does it? How does it run on the Switch? Oh, it's fine. It looks great. Uh, no technical problems. I think it's at sixty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, it looks and plays great. I'm gonna play a little bit more so I can have more to report on next week. I didn't but, know we got a review copy for that. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, too. it's on the Active Quest account, so you can jump Sweet. that. And jump then, that. and then you uh, have you tried the online yet, or is it? Is, well, is that something to try next for next week? Uh, I'll have it ready for next week. But I, I also thought that it was kind of like all integrated online as well. I, I didn't see that it was segmented. I, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've played that game, so maybe I'm crazy with that you know like with the newer racing games when you play 
it's just there's people there playing with you. Like it's not the an option. Drivatars or yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that it's like that, but I think you have to go to specific points in the map. Maybe. To initiate yeah, stuff. that might be. That might be what it is. So I haven't tried any of that, but yeah, general impressions is that looks and runs great, just a little steep at fifty dollars. Um, also been playing SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrate. That's a mouthful. I'm reviewing that for Game Skinny, which by the time you guys hear this episode, it will be available to check out so you can read that review. Game comes out on Tuesday. Um, it So my big critique with this game is that when it comes to, like, it, it, just looking at it as a remake... It's great. Like it, it, it does everything the original game did, but better. Looks better, runs better, all that. Like it's just the definitive version of this game. And if you, if you're expecting to like relive your childhood through this, you're gonna get what you're wanting. But the, but the problem is that that game and that formula just doesn't hold up very well in 2020. Like it's really simple, and it's really, I love using this term to describe this game. It's very shallow. Because <laughs> it's, you know. Um, <laughs> it could have been hydrated a little more. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. I don't know <laughs> if it's just me. And, like, I just feel like the video game medium has advanced so much since tw- 2003 when the, when the original game came out. Yeah. That it, it, it... It's hard to go back sometimes. Yeah, like, it's... Because of how good things have gotten. Right. I mean, you look at something like Super Mario Odyssey, which, you know, it's hard to compare SpongeBob and fucking Mario Odyssey, but, like... That's a that's a 3D platformer done in a, in a modern setting, right? And yes, the fundamental basics of the game are you jump and you attack enemies and blah blah blah. But there's so much there, and it like it expands upon that the foundation. Whereas in SpongeBob, it's just you beat up enemies and you jump and you collect the shiny things and blah Some blah blah. Some people just want that, you know. Yeah, like, and that's cool. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they just want to go back into that kind of like mindless headspace of just like. I just want to play a 3D platformer in a right. lovely world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask about voice acting too. Is it does it have the actual voice actors? Yeah, it, it does, except for Mr. Krabs, and it fucking drives me nuts because everybody else is like totally fine. Sandy, Gary, everybody sounds right, and then you get to Mr. Krabs, and I'm just like, that does not sound right. And it, it's it's like amplified because all the other characters are the actual voice actors, or at least from what I could tell, they were. I know SpongeBob is. And I think uh, Squidward. I don't know. Anyway, I wonder why. Because Clancy Brown still. I mean, he still does games. He just did um, Detroit. I mean, it's not like he stopped doing games. Maybe you know? maybe they couldn't afford him. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe he was busy but, but with Mr. Crash. Bandicoot but Mr. Krabs is definitely off. So you, if you play it, you'll know. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's really annoying, and it was kind of like That's driving too bad, me nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris, like you said, if if this is what you're wanting, like just a an old school 3D platformer, and you loved SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, uh, which there's like a huge following for for some reason, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, there are a lot of people on YouTube that reviewed the game and said gave it high praises. So it's yeah. been spread around, and the you know it's got a bit of hype around it. So I. I that this is the reason why I think that's the reason why we have that hydrated version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well. and uh, so and, and this is a THQ Nordic game, um, which you know that's one of the what is it sixty nine games they had in development. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll <laughs> nice. see more. Nice, yeah. Give um, me that Nick Tinsy Night game. Oh yeah, come on, uh, that'd be nice. Let's go. 
Um, and then the final game I wanted to talk about uh, before we get into Last of Us discussion is Summer in Mara, which we did get a code for that as well. Thank you for that. Uh, it's like a farming sim slash kind of survival-y kind of game, like Animal Crossing-ish. But it's ju- oh, by the way, and the art is like awesome. I think I think it the, yeah. the, the presentation that's the best part of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the presentation I is this like as well last week, just right? Like, yeah, but but holy shit, I, I just could not get into this game. I, it, it's just like, there's no reward, really. It's just like, here, do a thing. Here, do another thing. Okay, here's the thing. And it, like, I don't know. It's like it's like they were just going through the checkboxes of how to make a, a farming sim, but there are so many better farming sims out there that I just, I don't know why you would play this one. No offense. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> like, it's super boring. Um, it gives you very little reward, like you said. Um, and you're just going from place to place. You're basically an errand girl in right. this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so boring. It's like basic ass gameplay. Um, right, and, and like the story is like it's trying to tell a story, but it, it's at such a slow <laughs> crawl that it's just it's it's it, it, it's just not uh, paced very well. Right, and like I guess you could make the argument that with a lot of these sim games, like what's the point? Like okay, fair enough, but like with this, it's just like. It doesn't even try to, like, disguise that you're, you know, kind of doing the same thing over and over again a lot. It's just, it's just like, here's a thing, here's a thing, here's a thing, here's a thing, ba 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 Whereas in something like Animal Crossing, like, yes, you do do a lot of the same things over and over again, but you're always, like, chasing that, that reward, and you're always, like, you know, building towards the next thing, and it, it at least it's disguised a little bit better, you know? And in this game, it's just, no. They don't even, they're... And there's some semblances of that. So I, um, I, I just wish there was more ways to uh, customize your island. Like, I love the fact that you can plant a cherry uh, and then there's like a cherry blossom tree that comes out. But I haven't seen anything else like that in the game that like, that you can significantly change your home uh, island. Yeah. With. Huh. So, I don't know. I might play a little bit more of it. But so far, not crazy about it. And I looked to see what other people were thinking about it too just to make sure i wasn't crazy i do that sometimes i know you're not supposed to do that but i just wanted to because i was just like i used to do it for the same reason yeah it's like am i missing something yeah 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 and like it's pretty unanimous that people don't like this game so i thought okay good i I wish i wish we were able to do that with control but (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I completely 100 percent agree with the opinions we shared there on that on that Uh, review episode uh, you know Uh, speaking of which michael did you like control i uh like it, but like not as much as everybody else. Thank you. People were going crazy <laughs> about that game. I don't understand. And, that, and it might have been the high expectations, though, because I start playing I, and I'm just—I was like waiting for like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be insane, and then <laughs> it just happened, and that was it. Yeah. For me, it was like the most badass tech demo ever, but they forgot to like put the game in there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, all right. Let's talk about The Last of Us Part 2. And again, no spoilers here. Uh, We're all at similar spots. I think we're about anywhere between 5 to 10 hours into the game. So not... Uh, not too far. Or, or, I was going to ask you guys too. Whenever I look on my friends list, it says you guys are playing that. Do you guys just have your PlayStation 4 on or are you even playing this around the clock? Oh, I just... I leave my PlayStation running. Okay, Sometimes I was like, damn, Joseph's been playing this for like two days straight. No, no, yeah, like my PlayStation's on right now and The Last of Us is on right now, but I'm not. Gotcha, playing. okay, yeah. I was just curious. Um, and I, th- Michael, I think you might have played played The Most of Us, right? How long have you played it? Yeah, this is like the, 
I can't remember the last time I've just played from like morning to night. So I think I've put in 10 to 15 hours somewhere. Oh, okay. Oh, so a little bit more. So you're probably, I think, the farthest um, uh, out of all of us here. Yeah, I'm only seven I've hours been playing in. It very much, like, I'm trying to collect everything in my first go and explore everything. So I don't know. I spend a lot of time just wandering mm-hmm. and looking around. So we could yeah. be at the same spot. So actually, that's a good place to start in terms of discussing it. So the one thing uh, I noticed in this is that it's a lot more open than the original Mm -hmm. Last of Us. It's still very much linear. It's not like open world like Red Dead or whatever, but... it. I think the areas are a lot more open. Do you guys agree with that statement? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that sort of encourages you to explore a lot more and find things, upgrades, that sort of thing. And from what I understand... I, there are like missable thing like it, it's so open oh yeah totally yeah that you, there are things you can miss which i think is really really cool although it's a little daunting to me because it's already supposed to be like a 30 hour game or 25 hour game something like that um so for me i'll go first um my overall impressions i'm i i love it i'm like head over heels for this game so far uh i i just i love the performances it uh, for listeners of the show who have been listening for a while, you guys know that I'm not like a big story heavy guy. Like I generally don't care about a game story or at least it has to be really good to hook me, you know? And this is one of those stories that I'm just like, I can't put it down and I keep thinking about. And I'm always like, like, fuck, like what's going to happen next? Cause it seems like every couple hours, something just kicks you in the balls. That's what I, <laughs> that's how I feel at least. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let me um, let me throw it over to Michael. Let me see. No spoilers, but up up till fi- you know hour fifteen or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. What are your general thoughts? What do you make of it? Uh, yeah, how, do, sure. how are you liking it so far? Yeah, I think this is a phenomenal game. I think it's an, a crazy. What would you describe it? Crazy, detailed, ambitious, ambitious, whatever. Like huge achievement in gaming, right? Um, that said. And knowing that I am loving it, I was always going to be comparing it to the original. And when you're comparing something new to something that you thought was already the greatest and the best, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see how this new piece of work (laughs) is better than the old that you already thought was like immaculate. So that's been my mindset. And I have... I've come to the conclusion that I think I will always like the first one better. This one has a lot to offer, but just there's something really special about that uh, Joel Ellie relationship in the first one that like you just will never be able to replicate. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, yeah, I mean, like that's what uh, it was at its core. And like, it's hard to play something new without like, Without that same feeling, basically. Right. I, I almost. I'm kind of getting that feeling though, with this. Um, I, I think the relationship between the two protagonists in this game is really cool. Um, they're giving a bunch of backstory with both of the characters in a natural way, um, and I'm going to love these characters, you know. So it's just like the first one for me, and I see it as uh, see the first game and this one is like a complete package. Yeah, from, from what I'm seeing, it's like this. It's part of the same story. It's as if the last seven years haven't happened. It's just like it's the same game. Well, almost. I think I'm with you, Chris. That I love the dynamic between the two. But I think to Michael's point, um, 
it, it's a different dynamic than yeah, than, than Joel and Ellie because Joel. I mean, obviously, my, spoilers for the original Last of Us. My, you know, minor spoilers here. W- given given the history of Joel before meeting Ellie, that that's like a really important relationship for him. You know, with the whole fatherly figure that sort of thing. And I'm trying to not spoil. You know, uh, trying to be mindful of the spoilers. Um, versus in this game, the the two protagonists, or the you know Ellie and uh, Dina, I think is her name. Um, they're romantic partners or whatever. It's like a totally different dynamic. And so I do think it is different from that father-daughter relationship, you know? Um, but I'm with you, Chris. I, I think that it, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't need to be the same. I think it the fact that there are those two characters that are so close to one another and that they're still sort of figuring each other out, I think is really interesting and cool. Um, Josh, what what are your thoughts uh, up to this point in, in general? So um, I'm about seven hours in, but I've been playing like Michael. I've been exploring uh, a lot. Like I, I found, I think this is probably okay to say, I found an Uncharted spoiler, or uh, mm-hmm. not spoiler, I found an Uncharted Easter egg, and like it was really cool, and I wouldn't have found that if I hadn't explored, you know? Yeah. So like... I feel like they've given me a lot of incentive to explore. Right. And I don't feel like I'm wasting my time if I ever go off the main trail, if you will. And so I think that's really good because plenty of games want you to explore or ask you to explore, but they don't make me feel like it was always worth my while. There's plenty of games where, you you know, you see a hallway or a trail and you're like, oh, I'll go that way. And then there's nothing there. And then you can plan online and they're like, hey, man. Not every trail's got a treasure. And I'm like, fuck you, it's a game. Don't create a six-mile-long trail, and then I go there, and there's nothing there. That's dumb. That's bad game design. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on, too, and I don't know if, again, this is just me being bad at video games. This game's hard. Like, I am getting I was going to ask you, everybody, too. Uh, I, th- I was going to ask if we could discuss that, too. What's everybody playing on? I'm playing on hard. hard I'm, on well. nor- I'm on normal. I'm okay. on normal, and I'm finding it breeze. Okay, okay, so so a nice mixture of 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 opinions there. I'm like getting my ass kicked, and I'm running out of ammo. Like I don't know if I'm just not playing it right. Maybe I'm not exploring thoroughly enough. But I, I think you're meant to feel, you know, like you're struggling though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think you're bad at it, but yes, it it is difficult. Yeah, I don't think it's unfair, and I don't think it's broken or anything by any stretch. I'm just like, oh man, I need to like really conserve my ammo and. Uh, I just keep I I don't know like I I keep dying by the enemies that kill you pretty much in one hit like, like clickers the clickers and stuff yeah I do think it's nice that you don't have to make shivs to kill clickers now Oh yeah it's, it's unlimited it, that's a that's a great great uh design decision because it now allows you to in every single instance uh take out clickers with stealth if you if you if you want to mm-hmm. and that wasn't always an option in the first game because you might not have the resources to so I think that it's good. It, it, I think they listened to people that wanted to do a stealth option, and they also listened to people that didn't. And I think this game is like Wolfenstein in that it's got a really good balance between those two. Right. There's there's a there's a a nuance to it, it's not just all stealth or no stealth. You know, there's some encounters where I'll I'll do half of it stealthy, and then I'm like, I see three enemies, fucking, I'm going for it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So yeah. another thing I wanted to touch on briefly is the it it's. It definitely feels like a sequel in the story sense and not necessarily a sequel in the same kind of setting or, like, uh, tone. Uh, And by that, I mean the first game, I thought... I mean, yeah, same setting and characters and themes in both games. 
But the first game, it felt like the journey was more like, and and the games, um, the characters' intentions were more driven by like hope and like optimism. Whereas this game, it's more like agony and pain. And so it almost feels like the other side of the coin, where you're still going on a journey, but it's uh, it's a different kind of journey. And I don't know. I I really I I can't comment on which one I like uh, more because I think they're so different. It's not even really (laughs) worth comparing necessarily in terms of which game is better for for those two things. But uh, I'll say that both games do what they should be doing in the story well. And, you know, the game, it it works well. So far. uh, Again, we haven't finished it yet. It could totally fall apart in the end. That happens a lot in games. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, So I really want to talk about the story, but obviously we, you know, we don't want to do that uh, just yet. We'll have our own dedicated episode um, you know, where we spoil the hell out of it and everything. Um, Chris, I, I saw you mentioned that you weren't too wild about the game, or at least you maybe were a little bit disappointed. At the two-hour mark, I was. I, I feel like the start of the story was super predictable because of the trailers. Yeah. Um, I saw what was coming. Like, as soon as we played as a, a secondary character, I knew, oh, shit. Right. You know? Um, I sorry. I hope that's not spoilerific. Well, you didn't say um, anything, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think one of the things that really stood out to me was the, like the animation. Holy shit! Oh my like god! The, yeah, the facial animations, just how they act to each other, the body language, just everything. It just feels super spot on, and it's it's kind of strange to me. I'm like, damn, this is this is getting close to like. <laughs> like photorealism Realist, photorealism here um, I think this game does more to sell the PS5's power than the conference did because <laughs> like if the PS4 can do this then I, I can't wait you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. the, that's the thing I, I so sometimes I'll take I'll, I'll go into the photo mode and mm-hmm. you know just look at Ellie's face and god mother Christ <laughs> like it's just so good um, yeah. there's this part where you swim underwater and like her mouth was she she was like um, she had her cheeks you know like air in her mouth you know you could tell and she was like making a face like she was underwater it wasn't just a blank stare like it is in a lot of games hmm. um, just the little little touches like that give all the characters so much more personality and life yeah and you can you can tell if she's happy or um, sad or kind of like in a neutral state just by looking at her expressions like well. Like, she's just standing still, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I find that super impressive. Um, uh, I want to talk about the accessibility, too, before we forget. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. The yeah, accessibility yeah, yeah. options are absolutely incredible, and it's 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 not just important that they're in this game. It's important that a giant AAA studio that's arguably one of the best developers for, you know, Sony, at least up there, has put in the time because that happening and the feedback or response to it could do a push for it to happen to other big games, which could in turn lead to... You know, all games having stuff like this, and I think that's great. Yeah, I, hope so. I think in terms of accessibility options, just in in quantity, this is like uh, probably the like the most options I've seen in a game. Like, uh, it's just it's crazy all the different. Like, just go into the settings and look at it. It's it's nuts. Um, so yeah, we'll have more to touch on next week on the regular episodes of the show. We won't spoil anything. Um, but like I said, oh, we'll- I wanted to mention one more thing too. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a it's a really it, it's it's such a, it's it's done so well it'd be easy to not even think about this but I think that it's incredible how they did this uh, which 
it, it's it's almost like a thankless thing. Like it, it works good, so you don't think about it. Maybe uh, the uh, camera does really interesting stuff depending on what's going on. And the best example I can think of for this is when you use a melee weapon, the camera like dips and rocks and just rips with you in the movements, and it like it almost like feels like it's connecting the player to the screen. Like it just it it almost simulates the movement of it. I don't you know I don't know how to explain it, but you guys know what I'm talking about? Like when you use like an upgraded like uh, melee weapon and you like swing and just knock the fucking like head off something. The oh, camera like just it, it just goes with it and it just makes it feel more not right. only powerful but realistic and, and, and satisfying. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's just I, this is a game full of little touches that like what you just said, I like subconsciously knew that, but I didn't actually like think about that, you know, like outright. Yeah. So there's probably a, a ton of different stuff there. Um, so we are running long here. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up and then we'll we'll have a little bit more of an in-depth discussion on a later episode. Um, I'll just uh, uh, throw it to each of you just to give your closing thoughts and then we'll say goodbye for the day. Um, Michael... Yes. What were, uh, any any closing thoughts for The Last of Us that you wanted to touch on? Things you like, things you didn't like, sort of where you're expecting the story to go without spoilers? I guess I don't know. Uh, closing thoughts. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that I I'm loving this, even though I made that comparison earlier. Um, I will say that. So last night I reached. I want to say it's a like a, a halfway point. I think there's a point where you look at it and you say, huh. I think I'm halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reached that last night, and I have a feeling that from here on out, I don't know, I feel like things might kind of change in the way... Something is going to change my perception of things. I think things are going to be a little bit different from here on out. So I'm curious how that's going to affect what I think of basically the first half of everything that I played. Um, I am... I said I was kind of struggling with comparing this to the previous to the previous game, um, and I'm just without going into literally any details, just wondering how <laughs> it's this hard. next part is going to um, to really influence what I think. And and when you say it's going to change how you think, do you think for the better or, or for worse? I or think for sure? the better. Okay. I think. cool. That's the thing. I have no idea, but I think this is a very clear like you've made it halfway and yeah okay cool i can't wait to do that <laughs> yeah interesting okay yeah i i so you're a little bit farther than me so i'm looking forward to getting to that point um chris uh closing thoughts before we wrap it up yeah i love the gameplay and the changes they've made to it like for example exploring the world and finding um codes for like padlocks and stuff i i and like having different like story scenarios based on the stuff you find i think that's super cool um yeah I, i'm really enjoying the story now now that i'm further in and i'm getting to know the two protagonists a bit more um and yeah i'm getting invested in the game just like i did seven years ago you know so i'm i'm, I'm super excited to play more of it yeah i'm excited to see how it ends like obviously i'm excited to, to go through the journey but how are they going to wrap this up? That's what I keep thinking. And I guess that's, um, that's a sign of a good story, you know? Uh, Josh, closing thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2 for this episode. We'll talk more about it later, of course. So far, this is what I expect from Naughty Dog. Like, Naughty Dog is 
I, I don't I don't care if you like aren't going to play any other games on a PlayStation system. They, they alone are a reason to buy a PlayStation. Uh, they're they're like beyond AAA. Like they're absolutely incredible. I've seen people in the industry tweet things out like when Naughty Dog does a tech demo or a teaser or anything like that. Industry people always stop and take notes because they want to see what Naughty Dog's doing and try to figure out how they do it because they always just. They don't just push storytelling. They don't just push the user experience. They also push game design. And this game is just another example of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really I'm it, it's amazing. Like just from a design point of view. All the little things. I mean, we could do a whole episode on just the little things. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. like like when Ellie is holding a, a, a rope, how she oh my God. how she yeah. like pulls the rope towards herself and how it doesn't just like like jank around a corner. Like it all feels so fluid and like I don't know how the QA on that works. And can you imagine the QA? Oh, God. I, I think about it, my mind explodes. So, <laughs> Oh, I forgot to. Have a, um, oh, what I find surprising is that they have a full simulator in this game. So I won't go too spoilerific with it, but um, just want to mention yeah. that I was super impressed that there's a game within the game pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even know that. You'll have to tell me about that uh, at some point. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk more about The Last of Us Part 2. Michael, maybe we can have you on for a dedicated episode. Would you be okay with that? That would be lovely. Lovely. Talking about death and murder and (laughs) infection. Very lovely. Very lovely. Michael, it would almost, it would, it would, maybe it would, it would even be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Don't you think? It could be pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. We've been watching Curb a lot. That's a Curb joke. Um, which, by the way, Michael, you finished that show before I did. I still have a few episodes what left. The, so how I, did, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I told you that. You finished it before I did. I, <laughs> I was saving the last season. Oh, um, man. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably finish that at some point. Uh, cool. So that's been episode 74. Michael, this is the part of the show where we let everybody plug their stuff. So I'll throw it over to you. Where can people find you on the internet? Where can people find your work? Here's your chance to plug whatever you'd like. Uh, sure. Uh, you can find me on two main places. The first being Twitter at Super Zambazi. I am so active on there, guys. Just interact with me all the time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm there for you whenever you, you need it. Uh, it's a joke it's a joke right <laughs> i mean do you need proof i like uh, i'm trying i'm trying to be better about that but you can also find me on twitch i've been streaming for the last week last week psh, for the last like month and a half uh three times a week so same username go check me out that would be that would be wonderful what kind of games do you stream on there so right now i'm streaming ukulele I just played some Dishonored over there, and I played this game called Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, that that game is a trip. You also oh, you play okay? I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know there was a whole series for it either. Great game, great game. What's this? And there's a sequel coming soon. There's a, yeah, the studio. What's it called? Like Frog Frogwares, something? Yeah, Frog. Yeah, Frogwares. Yeah. They made huh. the Sinking City last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, cool. Interesting. And then, um, of course, you're, you're a freelancer for IGN and Hollywood Reporter. You mentioned that you're doing your Pokemon guide for IGN right now, so you yes. can check that out too, right? You can. It's mostly done. I probably should be working on that and not playing The Last of Us, but here we but are. But here we are, yeah. Um, Josh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? 
You can find me wearing a mask and not being someone endangering people's health. Please wear the masks, people. <laughs> I am so afraid. I went to the store to get provisions because my life's a survival game now. And, like, nobody had a mask on. And I wanted to kill all of them because I was frustrated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, it's crazy. We're all playing this zombie game or whatever, infected game. And it's like seven years ago, that was totally far-fetched. But now, yeah. but now <laughs> it's not that far-fetched, I don't think. Um, where can people find you on Twitter, Josh? Uh, Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. And um, also, I just wanted to tell people to keep checking out our Instagram. We're trying to do more stuff on there and um, trying to maybe cover things that we can't always mention on the show, but still try to, you know, uh, talk even more about the right. video. Games. Yeah, you've been doing an awesome job at that. There's some really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, like thanks. what's the you did the like historical gaming figures that sort of thing. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, um, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter. Uh, you can check out my My Hero Academia podcast, uh, Go Beyond, and we're actually uh, coming close to the end of season one. We're covering each episode um, with. Uh, a, a lot of detail and we're comparing it from to, from the manga to the anime so it's a super interesting podcast to listen to please listen to it and uh, you can also I have an announcement to make let's do it Chris what's the announcement yeah. so um, I will be starting a 30 minute podcast called uh, Nintendo News Drop we're still trying to figure out the details <laughs> right now but um, it's going to be a weekly podcast just covering uh, Nintendo news for games big and small. So look out for that. A, a third podcast, Chris. A third podcast. Yes. You, you think, I mean, you're going to be a tired boy, Chris. You're going to be very tired. <laughs> but it is only 30 minutes. So okay. uh, that's, that's something there. That's, that's a good point. Cool. That's He's awesome. going to be the Canadian Greg Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and then as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work on digital trends. Uh, like I said, I've got that review going up for Game Skinny. Been doing news for The Escapist as well. Uh, I'm on that freelance grind right now, which, Michael, I'm sure you can attest to, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're always, even if you've got, like, consistent income, you're always like, okay, where's another thing I can do? Basically. Okay, yeah, just to make sure. Because who knows, all of this could end and we could all... Video games could stop, so who knows? I don't, that, can you imagine if video games stopped and like people who, that's their thing? I mean, what would we do? I don't have any other skills. It would be really bad. Oh, I don't know I what I would do. I would just be even better at like being not good at stuff, you know? Yeah, I might, I might, I might become a food critic. I think that's <laughs> that's the next thing. You, you just have a magazine based on chicken wings. Yeah, uh, I would subscribe. <laughs> okay, all right, Chris, thank you for helping me come up with my backup plan. I'm very happy. Uh, all right, everybody, we appreciate you listening. That's been episode 74. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks. Thank, thank you, you, Josh. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week for episode 75. Take care. The magazine will be called Wing-a-Ding-Ding. Oh, my God, I love that. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. 
Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.